Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today, as always, is... Princess Coconut. <laughs> How is that fire? How was that name so fire? I was going to be what, jealous. Because it's a fruit. And also, coconut, the first two letters are C-O, and it's like C-O-O-P-E-R, which is my last name. That's that's <laughs> actually the dumbest one. You said that every time, but I no. But this really is good. this is dumb because you thought it was good. Like usually, at least you're like, "Yo, you're gonna be so annoyed at how dumb this is." But this you thought was really good. Yeah. So yeah, what does that matter? That coconut is a fruit. First of all, it's Princess not peach. Well, a coconut isn't a fruit. It is. I looked it up. Did you look it up? Mm-hmm. Let's ask. Is that Siri on the? Oh no, on mic. Okay. I'm gonna do it. I got it. Siri, is a coconut a fruit? Here's what I found from Healthline.com. Coconut is a unique. Because of its oh. High oh. oh, yeah. Fine. Well, I might get proved wrong on air. Because you <laughs> proved were right. Either way, I don't. I think that's a pretty terrible name, Princess Coconut, because Princess Peach is a fruit. Yeah. And then Coco has part some out of order letters from no C O Coconut, C O O P E R. It's just first two letters of my name as well. It's terrible. So I was trying to do something similar to how I always do, which is start with an S or whatever. We can't just keep talking about this name for the next hour and a half. Just, anyway, so very everyone knows that it's good. Very obviously, what we're going to be talking about today, and what could be um, one of the least needed podcast episodes <laughs> in history, is uh, I guess a review, a discussion of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Woohoo! I mean, honestly, it has been talked about ad nauseum. There's a bazillion think pieces about it. Our opinion's not going to be probably that much more unique than anybody else's. Uh, but how can we not talk about it? It's a movie that is making more its second and third weekends than other movies are making Opening. their first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's an animated movie based on a video game. So that alone, you know, it's already broken the very easy barrier of highest grossing video game movie. Mm-hmm. But it's rapidly approaching highest grossing animated movie and some people are saying at this point, highest grossing movie could be highest. Well, this year maybe, but it won't be highest grossing of all time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the legs are on it. We don't know. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yes, we have uh, a Mario Brothers made by Illumination Entertainment, most famously known for Life most. of Pets. What? <laughs> you went most. Did I? Yeah. Um, you say well, most. You think Illumination is most? Famously known for Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets and Minions and Despicable Me. That was a lot of things that it's most famously known well, for. Well, Minions is part of Despicable Me. Yeah, but you said Secret Life of Pets first, which I think is shocking. Well, whatever. I'd say Despicable Me first. I didn't say it's first it's, most famous. I wasn't naming them in order of famousness. I'm just saying, like, it's literally in the opening of all Illumination's movies is a little Minion being like... The point is that Illumination is a studio that has been very successful, but they make a lot of stuff that I would just say is 
not for me. I find Secret Life of Pets tedious and not very funny. I like that movie. I find the Despicable Me movies uh, to be at least not tedious, but kind of obnoxious. What's wrong with the first movie? But then once they, the first, it's too late. The first movie's been tainted by all the other ones. And the Minions movies just are annoying. Okay. So I don't love Illumination. Um, I think they have a very specific kind of visual style that I don't find particularly creative either. But it does look nice. It's just not very stylistic. So uh, all their characters have pointy long noses. Not in Secret Life of Pets. All their characters look like good. Did did they also do the Sing movies? Yes, I think so. You no. like their characters? You like that movie, right? No. What? You don't like Sing? Never watched it. I like both of them. Skipped them both. They both looked stupid. Well, that's because maybe you look stupid. They look Dad. like something that um, a person with a low IQ would want to watch. You look like a person with a low IQ. Well, when in I look general. in the mirror, I don't see somebody who looks like they want to watch Sing. <laughs> okay. But when I look at you, I see somebody who probably only watches Sing movies. Can we talk about this movie? I'm kind of talking around it. I on purpose. That. What's the point of that? Because uh, this, I want this podcast episode to be as long as possible. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel really s- frozen now. So can you just like roll this on? Yeah. So what I was saying is that I was trying to describe Illuminations of their output, because on the one hand, um. This is exactly what you would expect a Mario Brothers movie made by Illumination to look like. Um, It's kind of a hollow movie, which we'll get into in a little bit, in the way that a lot of, I think, Illumination films are. However, it doesn't suffer from that one point that I mentioned. Tediousness? And that is, um, no, visually, it is actually incredibly stimulating. It's gorgeous. Quite frankly, the character design is fun and it's creative. Now, granted, they just ripped it straight out of the games. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm about to like sneeze right on the microphone. Oh, me. Say watermelon. Oh. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> I said oh. to say it and you did. Pardon me. I couldn't say watermelon. I was too busy sneezing. You... Yeah, so this this is a gorgeous looking uh, movie. And even though, like I said, it's stolen from the games, but they have that at least. Why are you making that face? Is it to annoy me? Just obnoxious of you Continue. what what was obnoxious You're of me? sneezing you can't you can't help it it's involuntary uh, you, you say watermelon <laughs> i had to finally had to smack solomon in the face you're the one who said like let's keep this conversation rolling and then you keep being in, being was, distracting parched face pursed face pursed lips um but yeah the movie's gorgeous they used they got all the designs exactly right from the mario Brothers movie the sound um the soundtrack phenomenal. vacillates between being phenomenal and being kind of sticky and annoying um, because they have all this great Mario m- music and all these great little bits of Mario, um, like sound effects. Yeah, it's, it's sound effects, but it's also musical cues from different levels, different worlds, and the way they mix it Pretty all games. in there is amazing. And they have, you know, what a dozen more Mario game soundtracks to choose from. Mm-hmm. So the way they've remixed that is all amazing. But then they have all these kind of pointless and on-the-nose needle drops that I found very illuminationy and not in any way creative. Would you like to sing them for us? I won't sing them, but I'll use an example. Um, I'm pretty sure that whenever Peach is teaching um, Mario how to become a hero, they play I Need a Hero. 
<laughs> stuff like that. Is that a good sing enough it. example? Sing, sing I need a hero for us. No needs me to sing that. The whole point is is that it's an it's an annoying on the nose bit of pop music they put in for no reason. You're gonna defend everything about this movie because you have no ability to be critical of things. I'm in love with this movie. Yeah, but you can't. You don't have anything to say about this. I mean, I agree. I you have, so far, I you haven't uttered a single opinion, and it's been uh, about eight minutes. I didn't. Well, I said that you sneezing was annoying. Yeah, but on the movie. So if you love this movie so hard and you think it's such a great masterpiece, you should have some opinions on the music or the animation or anything. Well, you're talking a lot, so this is a conversation. At any point, you can <laughs> inter, inter, intervene. Um, but I was going to say I didn't feel like the needle drops were. I feel like they're fun, and it's a it's a movie for like the whole world, and everyone loves all these songs. Why do they need to put the same generic? How many animated movies have we seen where they're going to play I Need a Hero at the point where the person's doing a training montage on being a hero? Never heard it once. You're such a liar. Name one time it happened. Uh, every every animated movie ever made from the dawn of time. Every single one. They Land play, Before Time. They play I Need a Hero in Toy Story. Yep, and then Land Before Time. No, because Pixar doesn't do that. Pixar has original songs brought in for their movies. Do they play They I write them. And Disney doesn't do that? Sometimes Disney puts hokey needle drops in their movies, too. Yes. So they never played I Need a Hero. A bunch. I don't know the names of all the crappy movies that have done it, but I guarantee you they've done it in at least five Illumination movies. They have not. I bet you they did. I bet you they did it in Secret Life of Pets. I bet you they did it in that stupid, stupid Superman and Batman dog movie. <laughs> they didn't. I guarantee you they didn't. I bet I, you a million dollars. Do you? I bet you. Actually, okay, I'll give you a real, a genuine bet. I bet you $10. That they did not play I Need a Hero in any of those songs. Keep, keep talking. I want to hear your opinion while I'm looking this up and making you lose. Well, I don't know where to start. Start with the animation. Start with the story. Start with the music. Any of the things that we discussed. What do you mean you don't know where to start? I don't like I don't like being in charge. Um, You're not in charge. I just told you what to do. Uh, I just... I thought there was a lot of great things, um, but you already said that you whatever the the character design was phenomenal. I really liked, it. and they weren't just ripped straight out of the games. I'd say there is a very there's a very slight difference. Um, like the I think the the overalls have more texture to them. And um, are you gonna find this song? Keep going. I'm listening to you. I don't feel like you are. See, look, that's dead air, dead silence. From you're, you're you're doing. You're supposed to be talking. It's because it's called holding out for a hero. So I got the name of the song wrong. Okay, all right. It um, even it even appears in the new uh, film Shazam. That's because they are heroes, and that's also not an animated movie. I'm just saying that's how many times <laughs> that it's been used. It's it's gonna be so funny when not a single animated movie other than this one has played it. There's there's one for all the times it's been used in Disney movies. Another one for all the times it's been used in DreamWorks animation movies. It's, it was in Shrek. It's been the Shrek movies. All the times it's been used in an Illumination movie. I'm just saying it's been you. It's been used so many times that there's like 50 million different. But you specifically said Illumination. That's too hard of a thing to wiki. I needed to find a whole entire list, and I can't. It's been used so many times. Anyway, I'm gonna. I already won. You did not because I just found 50 <laughs> movies that it was using that were animated. Okay. All right. Well, I was just talking about the character design again because. Okay. That's what you left me to do. Um, gorgeous. Uh, uh, I'd say like, what? What are they? Landscapes, sets, 
Landscapes, Can yeah. I say animated sets? Mm-hmm. Is that a, a term that people use? Nope, it isn't. Yeah, I think there's going to be really good animated sets, really good shots on location. Um, it's annoying. <laughs> you know, they were in New York. Um, just a lot of a lot of really fun, like cool, cool, gorgeous stuff. Wow, that's really in depth. Descriptive. Super in depth. Man, everybody knows how great this movie is now. <laughs> well, I don't. I need you to be to be like holding me along. I was talking about it. You could have joined at any point. So now we have to skip forward because now we're almost out of time for this section. I need you, I need you like a fishing line. So let's get, uh, let's get to the structure of this movie. Mm. So weirdly, it's structured kind of similarly to the 1993 movie, um, the live action movie, in the sense it? that it's about, it's set, there's a wraparound story that's set in Brooklyn where they're plumbers. Now, this must be in Mario lore um, because otherwise they wouldn't keep using it. So I'm sure like in the uh, game manual or something for the original Mario game, it says that they were plumbers and plumbers. Plumbers from Brooklyn? Yeah, plumbers from Brooklyn who got teleported, you know, to the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why they keep using this, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's an unimportant framing device. Everybody, the reason this movie is so popular is because everybody already knows who Mario is mm-hmm. and Princess Peach and who, where the Mushroom Kingdom and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why don't they just start the movie where he just lives there? We don't because need this f- origin story. I think it's important. You thought it was important? They're plumbers. What's important about that? And also there's a lot of things about their family that they mention. It was not important. It was important. And boring. It was not boring. It was important for... for it, Name me one of his other family members' names. We didn't learn them. Oh, yes, we did. They said them all. Uh, okay, I got you. Grandma. Mm-mm. Pop-pop. Nope. Father. Yeah, so my point is that they weren't, not only were not important, they weren't memorable. Yeah, they weren't memorable, no. But um, it doesn't matter. It, all that matters was the, the theme that they gave us. There's nothing that they do about, you know, that uses plumberiness once they get to the Mushroom Kingdom. The Mushroom Kingdom already just uses a series of pipes. For no reason. They don't use their plumber skills on them. No. Instead, Mario has to learn how to like use fire flowers and do platforming. That's his training montage. He, and None he of his plumbering skills. But he does platforming in New York. Yeah, but that's just a callback to what we're about to see. It has nothing to do with why they're from Brooklyn or, or plumbers. Yeah, but it shows that he is capable of the job. He's prepared. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with us needing to see but that like they're I plumbers said, in New York? That doesn't really matter, no. But it, it matters that they're that there's regular old people, you know, just regular old guys, and they have dreams, and all they want to do is be plumbers, and then their parents don't believe in them, or his dad doesn't believe in him, and then, then they need the whole world has to believe in them, because then otherwise they're gonna fail. Yeah, but they didn't ever prove that they're good at plumbing. That doesn't matter. Okay. I just said that the 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 plumbing is just like. It's like the humble story of like relatable characters. I just don't think it needs it in a Mario movie. It's like if we had a Zelda movie. Do we need to watch Link being a plumber first for like the first 30 <laughs> no, minutes so he seems more relatable? You don't. You could have a Link. And also Mario doesn't do anything to become a hero. It's not like a Rocky story. Princess Peach tells him how to eat magic flowers. I don't know. He gets big and then he has to do that whole yeah, he gets a, montage. All kinds of magic things. Yeah, but he still has to be brave, and he has to fight all kinds oh of things. Oh, my God. And talent, and talent. So ridiculous. All right, well, we're out of time for the first half of this podcast. Uh, we didn't barely talk about the movie because there's almost nothing at all to talk about. <laughs> that, that, why are you so, like, 
Because you're not really contributing I that am. much to this movie that you love so much, and you already know that I think this movie is about as deep as a mud puddle. So we'll see you later. Anyway, guys. be right back. I'm gonna beat my father. And, and now, now a word, word from, from our, our sponsors. sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Season the podcast and our deep, deep discussion of the Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah, so we were discussing the structure of the movie and like how I find the wraparound story but unnecessary, especially because. The movie ends in Brooklyn, which really annoys me because... Actually, um, it doesn't. The climactic battles in Brooklyn. Yeah. I really am going to hit you again. I'm going to bring tennis balls to throw at your face whenever you argue some idiotic point. They they end the climactic battles in Brooklyn for no reason whatsoever, especially when the Mushroom yeah. Kingdom looks so much cooler, especially because the movie shows that at the end they just moved to the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. They don't stay in Brooklyn with their important family that they love so much. Yeah, I thought that was kind of annoying, but it was also like bringing back how then their family saw who they were and that they were. It's just cheap and gimmicky. Yeah, but I didn't think it was. Necessary. And it was like the kind of dumb thing that the executives put as notes, where it's like, "Don't you think to be relatable, you know, we need to bring it back into the real world?" No, I agree. Um, but other than that, like, look, the the movie's greatest strength. Is it like a good Mario game? It's fast-paced, it's fun, and the story really doesn't matter that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The characters are defined in the games basically by um, very minimal traits. They are caricatures at best. Um, many people have said this, but when before the Mario movie came out, one of the reasons there's always been a difficult time bringing Mario to the big screen and, quite frankly, to the small screen, even though they have tried to do it many times, is that unlike, like, say, a Sonic or even, like, a Crash Bandicoot, even though Mario's games are better, he doesn't really have a personality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole point of Sonic is that he's cool and he has an attitude and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Arrogant. Um, yeah, and Crash, Crash Bandicoot is, like, a surfer bro who's kind of a dingus or whatever. But if you just played the first... Crash Bandicoot have movies and shows? Huh? No. Oh, okay. They were just saying in general, like, with them... These properties start getting, you know, brought to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, think of the first three Mario games. What personality would you say Mario has? He can jump. Uh-huh. The end. And he's looking for a princess. Yeah. Later on, as he got a little bit more lines, then you could say that he's brave or he's a heart of gold, but that's about it. And yeah. Luigi... Luigi's scared. Luigi has nothing, and then... No, Luigi's scared. The, not in the first Luigi. three games... Oh, Luigi doesn't like almost exist in those games. He does as this person who's just not Mario. Yeah, he's tall green Mario. Um, but yeah, and it wasn't until like later on that Luigi started being like the scared one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the movie moves very quickly. The plot doesn't matter. The story doesn't really matter they did either. A good job developing the characters. Well, more yeah. Mario than Luigi. Yeah, they did a really weird thing to me where they separated Mario and Luigi at the beginning of the movie and kept them separated almost the whole time. I was like, it was funny that you said it. That was like they targeted you. They did a really weird thing to me where they separated Mario and Luigi. It like was weird to me that they did it. You know, it was, so it was funny. Like they, they had personally did it for you. Well, I meant the way that normal people speak English, that it was a weird thing. To me, it was opinion. weird. Yes. Um, especially because Charlie Day's Luigi was very fun. Mm-hmm. And we just don't get to see very much of him. Like, why would you spend have the guy who's like scared of everything, and his all he gets to do is be locked in a cage the whole time? It'd be much more fun to be watching him bounce off of Mario, where he's like freaking out about different things. Yeah, 
Man, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, because Lu- Peach was basically Luigi. Peach was like the the person he was traveling around the world with. Right, but she wasn't scared of anything. Yeah, so just. So yeah, the plot of this movie is um, boilerplate Mario. You know what I mean? Bowser's trying to kidnap P- Princess Peach, and Mario's trying to save his brother. Yeah, they they kind of switch it up so that Princess Peach is not like a damsel in distress. Maybe that's why. Um, and yeah, it probably is why. But that's it. There's no uh, there's no other plot there. There's no arc here for these characters. They don't learn anything about themselves. There's a very, very squishy idea that they throw in at the very end of how like we all need to work together or we're stronger together than we are separately. Mm-hmm. But that it's not an arc for anybody. They all were working together the whole entire movie long. It's just something they just kind of say at the end. Well, it was just showing. It was just letting the children know who don't understand anything that... That Let's just say it. this is not an uh, this is not thematically certainly not an early stage Pixar movie, not a mid stage, and I wouldn't even say late stage Pixar. Yeah, it's not like any crazy new storytelling. Or yeah, it's not anything. exploring the nuances of growing up or the sacrifices you have to make to f- follow your dreams. It's just a Mario movie. And it does exactly that, and it's I don't get me wrong. I had a really, really fun time at the movie theater. Yeah, because where Mario stands. Yeah, and I and I got almost probably every reference that I could see. There's so many of them, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a little bit cynical for the critics who say that um, it's just a bunch of nostalgia baiting. Sure, I guess. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, there's a legacy of like 50 billion Mario games. And I thought they did a great job of, like, incorporating all these different elements and the musical cues and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they they referenced, like, so many different properties of theirs, like yeah. Mario yeah. Kart, Donkey Kong, which is, like, the original uh, Mario, like, Jumpman versus Donkey Kong and stuff, so. Yeah, and, it, it, look, if people don't want to see that, then don't go see this movie, by all means. I yeah. mean, it's fine. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, this, it's just a, it's a kid's movie, so, like, bring your family. It's a family movie. Yeah, I, I think that it... You know, Toy Story was also a kid's movie. Well, yeah. And Toy Story, in a kid's movie, is able to explore ideas like loss of feeling replaced, aging. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of things that are getting explored. So I don't like the excuse that, oh, it's a kid's movie, so they didn't, there's no reason for them to do whatever. But, yes, it is a movie for kids, and kids love it. If you're an adult, you're only going to like it if you're going to be a big Mario fan. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm both of those things. Yeah. A kid. Mm-hmm. How many other 16 year olds do you know that went to go see this movie? For real. <laughs> curious what the target demo is. I don't think I actually know anyone. <laughs> see <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Cause I bet that, I bet that the, the age varies a lot, but it's probably because a lot of parents are taking their kids. So the age range is probably like from three to 50. 50. Yeah. But um I bet I wonder what those how many of those middle people are going to see it unless they went with their families. I feel like I knew someone who saw it but I just can't think of who it was. Yes, see I want to know what, what the how many 16-17 year olds are going with their other group of 16-17 year old friends to go see the movie. Well, that's just cuz they're all losers. Okay. The, yeah, those guys are losers for not playing Mario their whole lives. God. Um don't remind me of those stupid other high school people who are dumb. Oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous. I bet a lot of them have played Mario. Yeah, but not enough to want to see this amazing 
fun, fun, fun movie. Last last thing I want to say about this movie, and again, it's not going to be very nice, <laughs> is for a movie that's just going to be surface level, shallow, kind of zany, which I think there is a time and a place for that in animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it also wasn't very funny. Now, it wasn't super grating, like where there was a bunch of jokes that didn't land. There are a couple. They just weren't very. But it wasn't yeah, very a very funny movie in general. So it left me feeling pretty flat on the screenplay. I, I, the screenplay definitely felt like it was designed by committee to be as inoffensive as possible. And I don't mean inoffensive in that they weren't telling dirty jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was trying to be almost as bland as possible to reach the broadest possible audience and amount of taste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could put, some, put whatever you wanted on it. So it felt like a, the script was just there because they have to have lines for the characters to say. <laughs> More than anything else. Yeah. Um, I've heard some people kind of rudely say that uh, that it felt like a script that was written by like an AI. Oh. And uh, I think it's, again, a bit cynical, but it's not too far off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If anything that you would need from the, as, the, as, the, as the bare minimum to get the movie from point A to point B is what's there. Not even any extra time to write jokes. There's three. There is two times I think in the whole entire movie that I ever laughed, and I think both of them were visual gags. There might have been one actual oh, joke. joke. Do you remember? Can you think of a single joke? I can't think of one. Yeah, not gonna lie. And then there were some really bad weird. jokes, like when Donkey Kong says, "It's on like Donkey Kong." I rolled my eyes to the back of my head. Well, that's not a joke, was it? Yes. That's just people say that. And he's Donkey Kong. It's stupid. It's a, that's the joke. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Donkey Kong says it's on like Donkey Kong? That was funny. <laughs> Seth Rogen was a amazing pick for him though. I gotta say. So like I guess he was like so fun. Let's use the last bit of time talking about that, because there's a lot of controversy swirling around. John Leguizamo famously or not famously, depending on how you follow him said that uh, he was boycotting the movie. He wasn't going to go see it, take his family to go see it, anything, because the movie's a backward step for uh, for um, diversity. Uh, here's an issue that I have. that the, Him choosing this movie specifically is, yeah, he played Luigi in the 1993 movie. A, that movie is a POS, and I don't care how many people go back in time and now say that they actually think it's good. No, that movie's the worst. It's not good at all. Look at the Goomba. Yeah. Are there any Goombas in that movie? Yeah, but were. they just were look, they were just people. No, I meant in the in this movie. Yeah, there was. Um, but Those Goombas were so silly. Uh, John Leguizamo is, um, not Italian. Not Italian. He's Hispanic. So if you're gonna say you're boycotting a movie because they didn't put a Hispanic person as the lead in Mario, it's to me it's as dumb as the people that are mad because they didn't put an Italian in the lead in Mario. Because um, the guy who was playing Mario that they're all mad about isn't Italian either. The guy who's played Mario for 50 billion years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether or not you think the cast should have been more diverse, it definitely isn't the most diverse cast I've ever seen, but it's not completely Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the contract, I feel like people were using that, those things just to bitch and moan about the fact that they didn't like the choices that they made in general for the cast. Yeah. So, 
how how did you think that everybody did? I thought it was all all phenomenal, all aces for me. Chris Pratt, he felt like a he felt like my Mario. Oh God. Um, and then, oh, is it Charlie Day? Right. Yep. Yeah, Charlie Day, phenomenal. Um, what? Do you know another word to describe any movie that you see besides I just phenomenal? Phenomenal. I'm just so happy. Um, I just I, I the thing is I just didn't get to see how how phenomenal he truly was because we didn't get to see him very much. I obviously love Anya Taylor Joy, um, and now I love Peach even more because of her uh, her professional acting skills. I thought her voice and the way they had to animate Peach to try and match it looked was weird. I told you that when we walked out of the theater. So this is not new information. You did. Yeah, I thought that the way they had to animate her face because they still had her have to have her those huge giant eyes and looks like well, like Princess Peach. Yeah. And the way they're having to animate her in that this looked. Also, weird. Bowser also was Jack Black. Amazing. I'm in love with Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black did the best. His song is so good. Song sucked, but Jack, Jack Black song is the best. song did not suck. It's just him saying one thing over no, and over again. Sing me the song then. Okay, fine. It's Mario, Luigi, and Donkey Kong 2. A thousand troops and Koopas couldn't keep me from you. It's not good lyrics. Uh, those are amazing lyrics. And then most of the time he's just saying peaches, peaches, yeah, peaches. Goes, peaches, 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 peaches. Oh, that's peaches, one joke. Peaches. That is one joke that I think that was funny in the movie. That song? And that is that, um, no, that he kept calling Princess Peach peaches. That was funny to me. <laughs> that's how low the bar was here, bro. But yeah, Jack Black was great. Um, yeah, his just character work was just so good. And what about Toad? Toad? Was key. Who, who who played him? Again, Michael Key. Yeah. Um, he was good too. Yeah, I honestly I was shocked that his I didn't realize his voice could sound so toady. Yeah, they had they he toady said that they practiced for a really long time, basically just trying to get him at the highest range that he could get into and comfortably deliver his lines. Yeah, he did great. Shocking, because Toad is a very hard voice to to do. Um, well, they weren't really obviously going for just copying the game voices. Well, yeah, but so which is I think what people are upset about. I mean, I think it could it could and would have gotten very tedious to hear Mario going around talking like he does in the game. It's like nonstop. Yeah, that's yeah. all he would say. But yeah, I thought Chris Pratt did a good job. I think that all the people, I think that's just the backlash that's happened. Chris Pratt got too big, too fast, and then most of the movies and roles that he's done have not been that great. And so people just got tired of him, and now everyone semi-hates him. I think he did good, and I love Chris Pratt. I thought he did a good, I thought everybody in the voice cast did a perfectly good job. There was nothing wrong with it. I actually really did like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, even though everybody's like, why would you get Seth Rogen, just, he just does his own voice. Yeah, so what? Yeah, I think Donkey that, Kong doesn't talk. Yeah. He just goes like, ooga, ooga. Yeah, and I think just like something about Seth Rogen just for some reason matched Donkey Kong really well. I yeah, think it was a good pick. I thought it was a good pick too. I'm hoping that um, the movies, as they keep making them, which they obviously will make these movies until we're dead, <laughs> because of how much money it made. I hope they get a little bit more complicated in their structure and design, because everything else is there. They just need to get a script. Get the guy who made like the Lego Movie. Think of the Lego Movie. It's a great example. The Lego Movie was super silly, very zany. Tons of cram full of hilarious jokes and had this great message about parents losing sight of what makes it what it means to be a child and be creative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so just get one of those guys. Come on. 
Get somebody, stop using the chat GPT to, to write your, your movie. Anyway, so overall, I'm going to have to say that I, I almost agree with what the average critical score is as far as the quality of the movie, even though I enjoyed it a couple points more. But I would probably give this movie a six. I, I was going to give it a seven. Oh, really? You said this is the best movie you've ever seen in your whole life. Well, I, I know that it's not, like you said, it's not, it's about as deep as a mud puddle. <laughs> There's no real, like, super stuff. I just love Mario. Yeah, so I, yeah, it's more fun than a six that I we normally give a six to, but I had to say, yeah. But yeah, six. if we're being, if I was six power up stars, if it was just my objective opinion, we I, need to stop being so lazy. We're doing like six out of ten or three out of five or whatever. That's not a fun thing. We need to be doing like you know nine hundred ninety seven billion out of a whatever. I got you. Um, just give me a second. Uh, but we're yeah, actually but over time by a minute. So. If I was being objective about it, I think I'd probably give it a lower score but if it was like my personal opinion give it a 10 out of 10 okay yeah so i'll give it like a crown 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 out of crown 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 and that by the way is a reference to the uh super mario world game where if, if you get 999 lives yep. it turns into crowns yep. Yep. it also does that in the original mario oh really yep all right well that's our show um yeah i'm sure by this point you've already checked out super mario and if not and you have kids definitely go do it and if you don't just make sure that you're a mario fan yep so yeah fun movie Bye, Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.